episode is brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Thrive from Stack to Unstoppable. Thrive from Stack to Unstoppable is a most comprehensive program for overcoming limiting beliefs so you can confidently take charge of your life and career. This newly updated program is an only step-by-step approach that holistically assesses your level of fulfillment and satisfaction in the key areas of your life. This is going to help you foster a bulletproof mindset so you can have clarity, let go of fear and those memorized patterns that are keeping you stuck from the person that you were created to be so you can be your most authentic self and build the confidence you need to succeed in your life and career. So to sign up for the next cohort of this program, all you need to do is go to www.wamboimboro.com forward slash thrive. That is www.wambuimburu.com forward slash thrive. And I can't wait to see you in class. And it's very interesting. Just recently, mm-hmm. we had a, a meeting with uh, Mrs. Obama, you okay. know, in, in Malawi. And I was sitting next to her and we were talking and I was just thinking, and I had a moment of self-doubt. And I thought, I, I, exactly, I was had a moment of doubt and I was like, am I supposed to be here? And it was not only Mrs. Obama, it was Amal Clooney, it was Melinda Gates, three phenomenal women. Yes. And I'm supposed to facilitate a dialogue with them on child marriage. And I'm sitting them around this table and for a moment, I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> that self-doubt really creeped in. But yes. the thing which really helped me at that moment is to say, I'm an expert in this issue. Oh, I love that. Okay. I know yes. this issue. I yes. can talk about the, the issue of child marriage in my Mrs. sleep. Obama cannot talk about it, but you can cannot, talk. I can talk about it in my sleep. Hi, I am a boy in Baru a corporate girl who also has multiple passions. When I'm not at my nine to five, I spend time focusing on growing my small side business that I love. I created From Stack to Unstoppable podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies to help you get unstuck from limiting beliefs and find your purpose. If you're a professional, a nine to fiver, or an aspiring entrepreneur, and are looking to get out of your comfort zone, use your God-given talents and passion, you, my friend, are in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of From Stack to Unstoppable podcast. I am your host, Wambo Imburu. My guest today is Dr. Mwangi Powell. She's a CEO of Girls Not Brides, a global initiative dedicated to ending child marriage worldwide. In this conversation, Dr. Mongi Powell says that we are at our best when we are simply ourselves, unscripted and genuine. Embracing authenticity isn't always easy, especially for professional women navigating their careers. The fear of stepping into our true selves can hold us back, fostering moments of self-doubt and that persistent imposter syndrome. But here's the truth, self-doubt is universal. So even when Dr. Mwangi found herself in spaces that she felt beyond her reach, questioning if she belonged, she learned that authenticity and self-awareness 
are our greatest allies. In this episode, Dr. Mwangi shares so many valuable nuggets. So I won't keep you waiting. Let's bring Dr. Mwangi in. Hi there, Dr. Mwangi Powell. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have a chat with you, Amboi. It's always an honor to be with you. Thank I you. Know. I know. I love yeah. talking to you all the time. You have all these nuggets that you share. So please tell my listeners who you are and what you do. As you said, Amboi, my name is Dr. Faith Mwangi Powell, and I'm the CEO of Girls Not Brides, the global partnership to end child marriage. We work across the globe to end child early and forced marriage. And my work really is to empower girls. My work is to work with communities, organizations, and everyone interested in raising the power of the profile of girls and really making sure that girls like you and I can unleash their dreams and be who they want to become. And marriage below the age of 18, marriage as children is not one way for them to realize their dreams. So our work is to make sure that those dreams of girls are unleashed and realized and achieved by ending child marriage. So that's what I do. That's awesome. That's, so that's yeah. rewarding work, I can imagine. It's rewarding, but it's hard work. Yes. It's yeah. Very rewarding. And, and I'm sure it's hard. So what inspired you into empowering women? I think I always think about my own mother's leadership journey. And I see that her own leadership journey was intertwined with mine. Okay. I thought I was supporting my mother in her journey, but actually she was teaching me because as a young girl, I remember sitting with my mother with her income generating groups. I grew up in a village and in the village, you used to find women having these income generating groups because the women had not gone to school. They had no source of income and these income generating groups were bringing women together so that they can share resources. And I would remember sitting with my mother and her group and trying to read for them the bank statements and try to divide for them the money. And to me, I thought I was teaching them. But when I look back, I was being taught. You were being taught. I was being taught because for me, the dream of that questions like why did these women not go to school yes they are so clever they are so sharp why did they not go to school and they are so innovative even without education to speak right. of and yes. I thought I would like to go to school myself so that is where my journey for empowering women kind of began yeah. I didn't know then but I know now that is where the journey began because I always feel my heart goes out to women everywhere that I want women to be who they were born to be because we are all born for greatness. That's what I believe. I believe we were all born for greatness. That's for sure. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. That's, that's good. You are empowering your mother and she was teaching you and you are empowering her and her friends, but you didn't know what, that you were empowering them at that time. I did not know because I was very young and I thought it was just a, jo a chore I loved. I loved being with women and I also loved to hear the gossip because I sat there quietly counting their money but listening to their stories. So I loved that as well. But when I look back, yeah. I think that is where my dream of empowering women was born mm -hmm. because I've always gravitated to work, career, things, opportunities to really foster other women and girls. So because I know if I wasn't given that chance myself, 
I don't know where I'll be. So I'm always grateful that I saw that at an early age. Right. And my dream to be better than my mother or to be to achieve more than my mother had achieved. Although to me, she was a hero, but I still wanted to do much more than her. And she had bigger dreams for me as well. So that is where my dream was born. And I have carried this career for many, for many years. And you have, and your journey yeah. in leadership has spanned across various sectors. How has these diverse experiences shaped your approach to leadership and impact? What I have learned with all these different sectors is that leadership is the same, regardless to what sector you are in. Leadership requires courage. It requires competence. It requires to be able to have strong character. So all those things are needed. Whatever sector you are, if you are in a sector and you don't even know what the work is about, if you have no competence, you're not going to be an effective leader. If you don't have the courage to speak out, you are not going to be the effective leader. And if you don't have the character to really be able to work with everybody, you are not also going to be strong. So I think it's those things I have seen that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are leading. It doesn't matter whether even it's in your own home or you need all those things together. And those things to me, I see as the key ingredients for strong leadership. And that's good that you bring that fact that even if it's in your own home, you're a leader. Because I was going to ask you, do you think leaders are a certain type of people or is everybody a leader? I think we are all leaders. And sometimes we look at leaders because of their titles. I remember reading a book long time ago by Robin Sharma saying that we are all leaders without titles. And sometimes we are better leaders when we are not playing to our titles, when we are just showing up as our authentic selves and being who we are rather than showing up as a CEO or as a doctor or as this, you just show up as fate, show up as one boy. That is who you are. And when you show up as an authentic person, you bring your best. If we build on that, then the other titles can come because also the reality of life is our titles come and go, but you remain. You, whoever you are inside, you remain. And that is the most important thing, I think, in terms of leadership, just cultivating that self-awareness and authenticity it's so important because the title will not make you better if you're not and I like that authenticity piece because a lot of us you know and I find a lot of because my audience is professional women sometimes they hold themselves back and they have a lot of fear of putting themselves out there and being their authentic self Have you ever experienced self-doubt and imposter syndrome and how have you navigated it as a leader? We all experience self-doubt. I think we all go through those moments that you think, oh my goodness, this is for me too. Am I expected to be here? And you show up and you are pinching yourself thinking, and especially for somebody like myself who grew up in a rural village in Kenya, then you kind of enter some halls of power and you are thinking, Am I supposed to be here? You know, and you are looking around thinking, am I supposed to be with these big women? Mm. But that is common. I think is that it's what I have said, knowing the intrinsic values you hold, who you are, being self-aware and also knowing that that moment is temporary. It's not going to be, but also knowing that everybody feels this. You can be in the room and maybe a hundred people feel the same. And you are thinking, I'm an imposter. And I like the idea that just show up, do your best. 
you know why you are there. The fact that somebody invited you or you are there, it means you are supposed to be there. Just owning the space. And sometimes that's what we fail to do. You go and you start comparing yourself with others. And we also need to know that there is nobody like us. We are unique beings. The moment you start comparing yourself, you are really on a spiral because then you'll be like, everybody is better than you. But yeah. if you know you are a unique being, and I also have very strong faith. And I also believe when the Bible says that we are wonderfully and fearfully made, I always have that in the back of my mind to think I'm supposed to be here. This is not an accident. This is an opportunity for me to shine shine oh i love that an opportunity yeah. for me to shine yes when you have those moments of self-doubt do you and i know that you just said that you tell yourself this is an opportunity for me to shine how about those moments where you feel sometimes maybe this is something that i can do you know like what tools do you use do you have like formations or declarations i know some people use declarations and affirmations what do you do what i do i remind myself of where i've come from I remind myself of the things i've achieved I remind myself of things which perhaps have been even more difficult than these and how you have overcome. I think as you navigate several sectors and different sectors, you will feel this. You even can remind yourself a moment you felt self-doubt and the outcome was great. So I kind of lean on my achievements. And I think I have been here before. I have been on this road before. It could be something small. Maybe I did this speech over here and I was fine and everybody said it was good. If you remind on yourself on those things you have achieved, where you have won. Because sometimes when you're in that moment of self-doubt, the moment what you want to, to put away is that negative spiral of like, oh, you know, I failed before, I did this before. Because we can also find that. It is finding the positive things which happened before, like if there is something which happened before and you achieve, it's really always looking at that. But also thinking about feedback from trusted colleagues, like people have given you feedback in the past. Like I do a lot of public speaking yes. and people tell me, oh, that was great. Or some people will be honest and say, that was not so great. Maybe next time do that. It's also building on that feedback. I'm yes. not strong on affirmations because I forget what <laughs> I'm strong at. Is it, what I'm strong at is, yeah. is just thinking, I've, I've been here before, I've done yeah. this before, and I can do this. I'm also thinking, thinking that what's the worst that can happen? My father used to tell me that you have to, to think what's the worst that can happen? Oh, wow. Your and father told you that? He, he told me that as I was a young girl, that to always think, what's the worst that can happen? What's the and you realize that the fear you have, you are fearing nothing because nobody will beat you up. Nobody <laughs> will kick you out. You know, <laughs> so just thinking about that and being present as well. Those are the tools I use. And it's very interesting. Just recently, mm -hmm. we had a, a meeting with uh, Mrs. Obama, you okay. know, in, in Malawi oh. and I was sitting next to her and we were talking and I was just thinking and I had a moment of self-doubt <laughs> and I thought I, I exactly I was had a moment of doubt and I was like am I supposed to be here and it was not only Mrs. Obama it was Amal Clooney it was Melinda Gates three phenomenal women yes. and I'm supposed to facilitate a dialogue with them on child marriage and I'm sitting them around this table and for a moment I thought uh oh 
that self-doubt really creeped in. But the thing which really helped me at that moment is to say, I'm an expert in this issue. Oh, I love that. Okay. I know yes. this issue. I yes. can talk about the, the issue of child marriage in my Mrs. sleep. Obama cannot talk about it, but you can cannot, talk. I can talk about it in my sleep. So, I, so that kind of, all of a sudden I was upright and let's do this. So it's to remind yourself all those things. Those are great tools to work on when you're having self-doubt, but to also know it happens to everyone. It happens everyone, to everyone. Everyone. That's good yep. to do. Now, yep. you've, also, you've also emphasized the importance of mental health in leadership. Yep. How can leaders prioritize mental well-being, and in, in, especially in high-pressure environments? I think that the key thing, mental health has actually become quite a big issue, as yep. we all know, and we need to be really pay serious attention to mental health. And the biggest challenge around mental health is workload pressures, burnout, not organizing our time, and self-care. The problem we have as leaders, we don't take care of ourselves. We think our responsibility is to take care of others. But you can never pour from an empty cup. You can't. You know that. So you need to self-care. You need to take care of yourself. You need to set clear boundaries as well. You need to take time to rest. And we don't sometimes do that. We don't rest. We don't take care of ourselves. We are always working 24 hours, emails, what deadlines, meetings, whatever. And we forget that if we are not good, the people we lead are not going to be good. We need to set boundaries on our work. I was actually listening to one of your guests who says they, they delete all their social media. And I was so inspired. I was like, <laughs> we need to, to do things like that. We yeah, need to, boundaries. to know what are the boundaries I have to do. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be uh, on call. And I always say we are not on, at the surgical ward where it's life and death. Right. We need to make sure that we stop and recharge and yeah. take care of ourselves and yeah. relax. Go have a walk. Go listen to music. Go dance. Go laugh. Whatever you like to do, find things for things you like to do. Because those things, it's an investment to yourself. So I always say that is so important. And as you take care of yourself, if you show up strong, you're setting not only good examples for those around you, but you're also setting good examples for yourself yourself so that is absolutely important that we do that and it's good to model the way because if you are not uh taking care of yourself you're yep. not modeling a very good way to your right? exactly as a leader absolutely yeah. so you true. have to really make sure that you are modeling that because people yeah. think if my boss is working until you eight yes. maybe i need to work until you eight thirty <laughs> you know so we need to be careful yeah. what messages we are sending by our behavior. So our behaviors are absolutely important. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you take time yeah. off and they are seeing yeah. you. She's still on Skype. Oh, she's still working. Yeah. I actually sometimes put my Skype into busy because I just want people to know I'm offline, but sometimes no. I'll be doing something which is perhaps <laughs> not very good. But just modeling that good behavior is right. really good. Yeah. Right. Now, your insights on purpose-driven leadership are very inspiring. How can leaders align their personal values with their professional goals for greater impact? It's important that we know that our values are not separate from our goals. Sometimes we, we have our values over here and our goals over here. Yeah. I think they need to be integrated. We need to work to our values. We need to identify and be self-aware what are our values. Yes. And then 
align those to our goals because if your values are not aligned to your goals, one of them is going to be compromised. So it's making sure we don't compromise what it is we want to achieve and how do we align those two as well. It's so important that we are aware of that. Now, which one yeah. comes first? Is it first you have to have your values and then have the goals aligned to these values? I think we, our values come first because yeah. our values define who we are. Our goals don't define who we are. Our mm-hmm. values define who we are. So like I can say, one of the values I have is kindness. My goals are going to be aligned. However I do, I want to do everything in a framework of kindness. I can say my value is that I want justice. I'm going to value work in line with that value of justice. Like I want everybody to be free from child marriage, for example. So our values really underpin who Mm -hmm. we are. It's what I talked about earlier about being authentic. We cannot be authentic if we don't align with our values and who we are. That comes first. Then we can say, as a leader now, what are my goals? And these goals need to also be defined in two ways. What are my personal growth goals? Because we never arrive. We never think now I've arrived as a leader and now I know everything. There's got to be every opportunity is a learning opportunity. Even the the self-doubt we talked about, it's a moment of growth, of opportunity. So we need to be aligning those personal goals, professional goals, because our strong selves will drive how our professional self looks like as well. I believe personal development is the basis for professional development. Absolutely. Yes. So first you know your values, your personal goals and then and that development once you know who you are that's going to help you as you are growing professionally too yes absolutely yeah now in your opinion what steps can an individual take to cultivate resilience and confidence especially when facing setbacks in their professional journey it kind of links to what i was talking about that for you to come with resilience you have to have a growth mindset we are never born resilient these are things we have to Always wake up with a growth mindset that when you get a challenge is to really think, and I like this question a lot, what is this challenge teaching me? What am I supposed to learn from this experience? You need to always ask yourself that question. We never ask that question often enough because when a challenge comes, the first thing is to be overwhelmed and to complain. Right. And and say life is happening to... Exactly. And we say, why is it so hard? Why is so and so, so difficult? Why is this like so difficult? Rather than saying, what do I need to do? Or what do I need to learn from this experience? Yes. So that next time I'll be better prepared. So it's always having the growth. I call it the growth mindset. Because we are resilient beings. We are. If you see what we have overcome. Oh my goodness. Of it whatever oh, you know. yes, COVID. exactly so we are born with, with that capability but i also see that capability is like a muscle you know the way you have to go to the gym and train to, to have better it. abs and to build it we also have to build our resilience muscle right and the way we build our resilient muscle is through the challenges we face if everything is comfortable and nice and no challenge no problem no growth you are going No growth. You are not going to grow. You are not going to be better. But those heartaches, I look back and I like the end of the year because I look back and I think, and this has taught me, and I think January was so hard. February was like this. We overcame. And I remember 
my dad again I he's an amazing man who's mm. gone to be with the Lord I hope and mm. he was like it, this too will pass oh my goodness your dad would say that too he would say that this too will pass and I had that when we were I think when during COVID that became like a like a word a bus where these two will pass and I remembered him saying it will pass you will look back so when you are in that problems place yeah think about this time next year yes. when that problem will no longer be a problem and see yourself as an overcomer okay. you have overcome and okay. that is a growth mindset but sometimes we see ourselves in a defeated space that mm -hmm. is very hard to force to to perceive ourselves in victory wow so that growth mindset is absolutely important and that's what we do yeah now do, would you say that your faith also has helped you be able to overcome setbacks whenever you've had setbacks maybe absolutely i always say that i'm so fortunate that i grew up in faith and I, again it's so interesting because just like my leadership journey yes my faith is from my grandmother i kind of was carried by her faith she was such a woman of faith that she's a woman i would go to her house and tell her Shosho, we used to call her Shosho, and I'll say, Shosho, we need to pray. Can you pray for me for these things? I always used to go to her, like, solve my problems. And one day she said, my dear girl, you can also pray for yourself. Do you know you can pray for yourself? Oh, that's empowering. And that, and that transformed my mindset. I'm like, oh. even me, God can listen to me, you know? <laughs> well, you know, because my Shosho was this big, gregarious woman and was in charge, I think, for all her life and okay. knew the bible like she would the the, the, kiku, the oh. vernacular bible like she would quote these verses you think is that in the bible you know so, <laughs> it was amazing so to me i thought it's only people like her yeah. who can speak to god yes so if i had a problem let me go to the people <laughs> like her who can, i didn't think i was worth and she taught me that and that has also stayed with me that my first part of call in the morning is just to go and pray and say, even when I don't have time is to say, help me for yeah. this day. Just right. guide me for this day. I don't need to say many things. Just guide me for this today. Guide the conversations, guide the discussions. Right. Thank you. And thank you. And that's it. If I don't have time, if I have time, I will do more and I'll read and all that. And and I see that as I've grown older, my faith has also become stronger. Mm. I think I've, learn to lean harder yeah. and lean more to to that to God for just bringing me here because I know I look back where I've come from and I think this is not the power of man God. this is not man yeah only God. Yeah. Only, God. So only God only God because I know I've come far from far yeah. it sounds like you were raised by such powerful women because your mother there she is empowering you then your grandmother showing you that you have everything within you absolutely you, yeah go and pray you have it within you yeah I was I owe them I always say and you know I'm sure you had this saying which says that the giants we upon the shoulders we start those to me were the giants upon the shoulders I stood right and now the call we have is to be the giants ourselves so that others yes can, can step on our shoulders yes and you're doing a beautiful job with the work you're doing. You are. Thank you. 
and the girls are advocating for us standing on your shoulders. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Now, I could talk to you. I like talking to you a lot, but I want to take all of your time. So please tell my listeners where they can find you. So they can find me on LinkedIn. That's a, a channel I use a lot, and it's at Faith Mwangi Powell. They can find me on Twitter on the same uh, X. Actually, it's called X these days. It's oh, the yeah. same at yeah. at Faith Mwangi Powell, and they can also find me on Facebook. Although I've stopped doing Facebook. In fact, I've now gone into Instagram, which is a yeah. new thing. Yeah. So you can find me there again at Faith Mwangi Powell. So I use my full name. So if you Google Faith Mwangi Powell on those platforms, you'll find me. Yeah. I will make sure that I link all those, your social media handles in my show notes. And I Please. thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed chatting with you and thank you for what you're doing. You are inspiring women and I, I've been so inspired as well as I listen to all your other guests and thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. So there you have it. I hope you found value in this episode. My biggest takeaway was that it's very important to point to our own cups before we point to others. Because in today's fast-paced world, it's really easy to forget the importance of self-care in our business, in our commitments, and in our responsibilities. But here's a truth we often overlook. You can't pour from an empty cup. Taking care of ourselves isn't just a luxury, it's a necessity. Setting those clear boundaries, finding moments of rest, and indulging in activities that bring us joy. Those are all crucial investments in our well-being. I hope you take some time to schedule some form of self-care every day. So for me, it's a quiet moment with God. I do some meditation and I really have been enjoying journaling. I look forward to hearing what your takeaway was. And you can tag me on Instagram together with Dr. Mwangi Powell. And until next time, take care. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, please take time to review and read it. It's the fastest and easiest way to say thank you for creating this content. Until next time, keep thriving. I cannot wait to see you next week. Take care now.